Hello and welcome to the Body Track Academy, created by EPs for EPs. We'll cover all things clinical, business and personal growth to help you and the exercise physiology industry reach its potential. If you enjoyed this episode and find something useful, you know what to do. Hit the subscribe button, leave us a review and tell your friends to check it out. If you haven't already joined the Body Track Academy on Facebook, look us up, join our community of exercise physiologists, and access more great content. All right, hello everyone. This is Campbell and Ash from Body Track Exercise Physiology. Um, and today we're just going to have a bit of a podcast about our collaboration with a client um, who we've been working with for the last couple of months. Ash has been working with him for a bit longer. And just about the challenges we've faced um, in terms of our metabolic um, kind of processes with him. So I'm going to hand over to Ash to start with, just to talk about her, the background of this client and what she started with. But yeah. Thanks, Cam. Hi, everyone. Um, so I started with this client back in September 2019. So... He presented to me with um, the main goal as weight loss and through our, um, through I guess through our exercise prescription we've found there's been a few changes, a few things we couldn't quite work out and we thought he'd be a great case study to kind of present to everyone in case there's other EPs out there that are struggling with clients and not getting that weight loss or not um, being able to attain that weight loss they're looking for with their client. So the client presented to me originally with obesity. He was uh, 183 kilograms and had a history of exercising regularly, has a friend who's a PT, so was exercising with him. But um, through training incorrectly, he ended up busting his knee and it meant he, all the weight he had lost originally because he was, he was already quite a big guy and he'd lost about 40 kilograms. He had then gained that weight back through sedentary lifestyle and trying to be a bit more protective of his knee, plus more weight. So coming to me, he was a bit apprehensive of exercising and he wanted to make sure he was doing all the right things so that that wouldn't happen again. He also had a couple of metabolic um, conditions like fatty liver syndrome and hypertension that he also had to consider um, so that he wasn't putting himself in any danger really really cool that he was already working with a dietitian and um, basically we just linked up and could collaborate to make sure his diet and then his exercise were aligning because as we know it's not just a one-sided sort of square it's got different sides that we have to try and integrate the whole allied team with so I reached out to his dietitian um, and we had tried to educate around stress and sleep and um, all those other holistic factors to start with though we kind of both agreed that he needed to be doing exercise across the week and we we're looking more at that accumulation rather than trying to go for certain days particularly with people um, this client works in a very high stressful kind of corporate career so he doesn't have a lot of time that he can allocate to exercising so we thought it would be really good to kind of work on that accumulation kind of theory rather than trying to set certain days because if he had meetings it would mean he would miss doing his exercise so what we started with was um, two supervised sessions a week um, focusing on a combination of resistance and aerobic training for 45 minutes and then I also gave the client a like a walking program that he would do on three or four days outside of the clinic. 
as he started to get more confident with his exercise, we converted some of those walking days into his own gym program, which he would do kind of low level resistance training that was safe and he could get all his major muscle groups moving. So the idea was trying to increase energy expenditure to then help with that um, calorie deficit as he was on a calorie restriction diet at the time. That went really well for the first three months. Um, in the first month we lost about seven kilograms. Um, the second month we lost another like 10 to 15 kilograms and by the end of the year, so in that first three months, he had gone from 183 kilograms to 162 kilograms. So really awesome result, and we just wanted to keep tracking like that. Um, but what started to happen through the start of 2020 is COVID hit, and it meant that his gym got shut down. So as he was losing more weight, he it meant though he couldn't continue with his resistance training and aerobic training at the gym. So we thought while we were still able to be open, let's switch it around he does all his cardio or aerobic exercise on his own four days a week and then using our space being a private clinic we could be open luckily and we did his um, resistance training uh, that way so that was working really well and then we started to hit a bit of a slump where he started to plateau a little for a little while um, what we noticed was his overall body weight wouldn't um, continue going down at that kind of exaggerated rate we saw in that first six months it started to kind of drop to maybe two or three kilograms a month because we went to monthly weigh-ins I think that's super important that we're not weighing the client every week and we actually educate to say they shouldn't weigh themselves because it can be really unhealthy um, and it's just one of those things like water weight and your general weight can change and fluctuate so much because of different factors hydration so it's better to kind of lengthen that out a bit longer and go for kind of four to six weeks, I would say, for weigh-ins. Um, so yeah, then we hit this plateau where he was doing his resistance training, he was doing his aerobic on his own, and then his weight plateaued. We couldn't lose any more weight. And that started um, around that kind of seven, eight months period um, after we after we started training together, so kind of the middle of 2020. And he got down to, where did he get down to before his plateau, Ash? He got down, to, the lowest he got down to was 137. Yeah. So um, 137 was, we were still really happy with that, but I think our end goal was around 120. So we still had a good 17 kilograms to go. Yeah. So what we thought was maybe it's because he's, um, so adapted to that exercise, doing that resistance and that aerobic, let's change it up, keep the diet the same, we discussed with the dietitian, and maybe focus more on heavy strength training. Now that he's built that hypertrophy training, work on strength training to really kind of strengthen up those um, muscle fibers. So that worked for a little while. We saw an increase in lean muscle. Mm -hmm. um, however, we, we still didn't see much of a decrease in body fat and overall weight. Um, so we decided to get a DEXA scan just to really, we were working with um, the scales, like a bioelectric impedance scale. So we decided to get a DEXA scan um, at the request of the dietitian to see if what we could see on our scales was actually replicating what a DEXA scan may show, as we all know that's gold standard. Um, however, 
when we got the DEXA scan, it showed the same, but it still showed that he had a significant amount of body fat. So the DEXA scan basically showed he had 92 kilograms of muscle mass, which is really awesome, um, but it kind of signified he was plateauing and this, then we, we didn't really know where to go to from there. So at that point, I thought from changing the resistance exercise and keeping him up with doing his cardio, trying to focus on at least 30 minutes to 60 minutes of those four days a week, um, maybe we changed the diet. And that's when I reached up to the dietitian and she tried to put him on more of a protein, uh, increase protein and reduce that calorie intake even more to see if that helped increase lean muscle more so that it would um, oxidize extra fat and again for about three months we didn't see any changes so I was getting starting to scratch my head I really didn't know what was going on and I mean he, he was very adherent he attended all his exercise sessions we, he if we gave him a food diary he would have filled that out and it would have been exactly to the food group and gram so I was getting a bit confused and I thought maybe we should bring in another EP to see if there's something that we can do to change it up, get some different opinions. And that's when I brought Cam in as my, my, my extra man to help me figure out what was going on. So um, I'll let Cam kind of talk about what we did as, as he came into the um, treatment plan and how things started to change. Yeah, so thanks Ash. We've... When, we, when I first started jumping in on with the collaboration with Ash for this client, um, we originally suspected that he may have just reduced his metabolic rate because he was on such a calorie restrictive diet um, and he was doing a fair bit of cardio still, even though we were doing strength in our program, he was still on a, a fairly notable calorie restriction. We kind of thought that it could maybe due to a massive reduction in his basal metabolic rate, which commonly happens with a significant amount of weight loss. Um, so what we wanted to do was increase our um, strength and, and muscle um, mass to see if we can improve metabolic function, um, as well as increase some intensity with his aerobic training. So just change things that will kind of um, challenge his metabolic system. After that, he actually had a massive increase of muscle mass. Um, he that was really good. He really responded well. So we took from that because, but his his fat didn't change too much. Fat didn't change, but his yeah overall lean muscle really went up. So we thought, oh, we're on the right track again, yeah. and continue to do that. Um, and we, it kind of showed us that maybe his basal metabolic rate or his metabolism was doing okay. Like it wasn't, yeah. we were worried that it would take a while. And that was only in about a month he had a big increase. So we, it pretty much proved to us that, you know, his metabolism is working okay, like relatively well. And yeah. it may be another factor that we need to look at. And I think just to note for anyone who may be having this as a side thought, um, just with that hypertension too, um, we also had to keep that in mind that we weren't pushing him too hard, that his blood pressure was going to extreme heights. Um, but all through the program, we would do blood pressure pre and post or during exercise if we're worried about that heavier strength kind of um, pushing it up. 
and he had a routine blood test at about a year post and that was all normal so again um, he was medicated for blood pressure but something we didn't have to worry too much about so yeah we're trying to really focus on that metabolic side and trying to really understand what is the best way to optimize his metabolic health to then facilitate this this weight loss and continued weight loss so how long do you reckon we did that plan for cam before we started to notice it then plateaued again so we did that for about well, two, oh, two at least two, two, two to three months two to three I would months say, yeah um until we are actually probably closer to the I think it was for about April, yeah, April this year where we started again to see a plateau and he actually then started to lose muscle mass. Yeah. We saw his muscle mass drop significantly one month by about six kilograms despite doing this resistance training. So we got a bit concerned and we decided, okay, let's kind of take him off heavy strength training and go back more to a a functional kind of program focus so it was kind of a mix of hypertrophy and endurance um, for muscular training as well as his aerobic exercise um, to match that that resistance exercise we also then had a bit of a conversation with the dietitian about is he on too much of a restriction um, he's not eating enough he's getting too fatigued in his sessions um, how can we make that better and that's when Cam had the conversation with the dietitian about intimate or the idea about intermittent fasting. So we looked at trying to not change too many things all at once, but change the diet first to more of an intimate fasting diet to then see if he's exercising um, and only eating food part of the day between that 12 and 8 period. Can that then kind of boost back his fat loss and preserve his muscle loss, basically? Uh, preserve his muscle mass, sorry. Yeah, and that was, that was something that... I'd, I'd done an in-service probably 12 months before with um, Professor David Beard um, and Kirsty Woods from the Western Australian Metabolic Institute. Um, and they really had, for with people who hit plateaus, they had the idea of intermittent fasting was really effective. Um, and they also had some really good ideas about um, what we should be testing for with these clients who yeah. have um, have plateaued. So we talked to the dietitian about maybe moving on to an intermittent fasting um, and then doing, because we saw this client um, in the afternoons at that stage, we were doing strength while he was non-fasted and then we were trying to do his cardiovascular exercise actually while he was fasted yeah. um, to just, so he has you know less insulin, so he has more you know, protein, just like kind of synthesis going on. Yeah. Um, and how did that go? And I th- I'm from memory, I think that's where we started to see a little bit of fat loss. Um, that was in the last sort of two to three months. So we saw a little bit of fat loss um, and muscle was kind of just staying where it was. So we thought, okay, this this is going well, but let's, let's kind of keep going this way to see if we can get any more fat loss or fat oxidation happening with this new routine. We looked at changing all the sessions to the morning, so that way he's gonna be exercising um, faster, which is kind of that optimal, uh, I guess, optimal idea for weight loss. We're trying to be exercising when we've got low insulin so that we're really um, uh, enhancing that fat oxidation as well as, um, yeah, the client can then start that day off as best as he can 
And it's important to note as well that because he was fast, we, we went away from the strength training. Um, in, yeah. our, in our sessions, we actually changed him to more cardiovascular hit specific Style. session. Yeah. Um, so kind of similar to when we first started the program way back in 2019, where we were doing functional kind of hit style training, which he responded really well to. So that's where we were up to for training now. And just so everyone knows, we do a reassessment with the client every once a month. So the start of every month, we'll do a weigh-in um, with the scales and the waist and the hip circumference. So that way it's the same time um, every reassessment. Um, and we also encourage the client to have enough water so he's not going to be underhydrated, which can affect uh, the testing results as well. However, when we got to the testing, the, the latest one, we found that his his muscle mass still was going down and we were very concerned. We reached out to the dietitian and we thought he's having the, I guess, the, the recommended amount of protein, if not a little bit more. He's on, a, on an intimate fasting diet, which is still slightly restricted. He's doing four or five days of exercise, four of which is supervised with a group or one-on-one focused. So we kind of were just really confused by what is going on. And then um, Cam like you said, did an in-service and reached out to uh, David at the Metabolic um, Centre and I'll let him explain like what that kind of process looked like. Yeah, so it was, he, I think he works at the Metabolic Health Solutions uh, now over in Western Australia and he, I, because I, I remembered I did this in-service, I gave him a call, um, no, sorry, I gave him an email, gave him the whole background of this this client and asked if it was okay for to get his opinion. He was very, he was great. He said he was more than happy to help, and um, I we gave him the food diary, his last kind of ten to fifteen um, BIA results. Um, we gave him his current exercise regime, um, and. David came back and told us that, you know, we'll do everything really well and maybe it's time for him to get a, like a blood test um, to see what could possibly, like what else could be going wrong. Um, the, the recommended bloods that we took were, that correlate with metabolic health, um, are the thyroid function or TSH, he had the triglycerides, the blood insulin, blood glucose, um, and what else did we have in and just, there? Kind of just that routine blood test too. And, and routine, yeah. One of those things through COVID as well, people didn't go to the doctor to get their routine testing done just because there was that kind of fear like people going to the doctor to get tested for COVID. So yeah. Aaron actually missed, our client missed um, his blood test. So it meant that he had had a blood test for almost 18 months and I mean that could be on me um, I guess not to keep up to date with that or again it could be something that can sometimes just slip through the cracks and you and you don't keep up to date with them so it's really important that if you are seeing clients with the goal of weight loss or any clients um, that you're seeing that they're getting their blood tests done routinely whether that's six months that's 12 months whatever is specific for that client so what, what happened next was super interesting. Um, we forgot to mention what kind of uh, spurred on that message to David was we noticed um, 
in the last couple of months there was kind of like an up and down with his basal metabolic rate recording um, and it almost dropped to half of what it was the time before so we were just kind of trying to piece it all together from our perspective he was doing everything right externally that we didn't know what was happening internally so we got the bloods um, requested and unfortunately the doctor didn't want to do a blood insulin test so we only got back the other um, test that Cam noted before and we were really worried about the blood insulin blood insulin was something we really wanted to have a look at yeah I mean with cortisol and like inhibiting insulin we just really thought there could be some insulin resistance problems here um, yeah. and we didn't want our client to go down that path of developing things like diabetes so he was doing everything all right he was eating correctly he didn't we didn't really want him to then be a precursor for diabetes so um Cam, what did we find in the blood test the blood test is this was a really interesting kind of um yeah, kind of results that came something in something i would never have thought of <laughs> yeah that's it and everything was really good in his blood test his blood sugars were great his hba1c was Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, Low, the lowest it could be. His TSH was slightly on the his thought thyroid stimulating hormone was slightly on the lower side. Lower but, side, but not enough to be like outside any normal ranges. Yeah, um, but his vitamin D was low, extremely low. Yeah, and I um, think from memory, the the ranges it should be between sort of fifty and one hundred and fifty. And the client's was about 14. Yeah. So not just low, like severely low. Um, and as we all know, vitamin D, or if you didn't know, vitamin D has a major impact on metabolism, as well as lots of other things like bone health and energy levels, fatigue, all those different sorts of things. So we were a bit shocked when we came to that conclusion and kind of pieced together, okay, if his vitamin D is low, then he's not having optimal protein synthesis and then that's why he's losing that lean muscle mass. And then we, from there, yeah, so, and it explained his fatigue as well, like his session fatigue. Um, and it made sense for us because he, it was during winter, especially in the last probably six months, and he was, because he worked such a long day, he was actually exercising in the dark, he was working in an office, and he was coming home in the dark. He never actually got any sunlight. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, maybe that could have contributed. Um, but all around, we we had to get on top of the vitamin D. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up seeking advice from doctors about what the best dosage was. And so we ended up, he ended up getting put on quite a massive yeah so again vitamin d is one of those supplements that is very important and majority of the time we don't get it from our diet which we learned from the dietitian when we had a meeting with her to discuss this result as she was unaware as well um and i think yeah it's really interesting she said to us that on a vitamin d supplement level you actually only need 10 minutes a day in the sun to get your like daily dosage of vitamin d but because our client was so low, that kind of 1,000 micrograms per yeah, day, yeah. Yeah. just to get him back to a normal level would not be enough. So the doctors, what did the doctors suggest? How much? Yeah. So originally it was 5,000 to 7,000. Um, per day. So per day. Remember, that's a lot. Five to seven pills. Um, so that was a lot of vitamin D, but then that was um, based on our... Um, like an 80 kilogram male mm -hmm. um, and 
we, and that's probably from the 70s, so we actually consulted another uh, practitioner or GP at the, from the Wesley Hospital, and he said he could really bump it up to about 10,000 units mm-hmm. per day, which is obviously not something we want to do for a long period of time, but this was something recommended to get his um, vitamin D back within a uh, manageable time frame. Yeah, so we've, we've given him the direction of supplementing 10,000 micrograms a day, um, which is a lot. It's almost 10 tablets of vitamin D a day um, for at least kind of two to three months as the um, practitioner advised. It will take at least six months probably to see it normalise again and then you can drop back down to like that lower, maybe between 1,000 and 5,000 micrograms per day and then back down to the daily dosage when we see it kind of come back up. But until then, we probably won't see any change through his weight management because that level is just so low um his body yeah has taken a real turn because of that so um i think it's going to be interesting we're due to do another weigh-in in in about two weeks we haven't done one for about six weeks now so six to eight weeks so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the client um and his weight results but i guess to summarize our main kind of point with this case study is sometimes it's not what you're doing you might be doing the most optimal exercise program um, and they're adherent to a very strict diet but it sometimes can come from within so if you're getting to a point where you're plateauing and not sure why and you seem to be doing everything right sometimes it's good just to refer them back for a blood test and make sure all those other levels that affect metabolism Um, are in normal ranges and operating as they should I think at one point we were we thought maybe it could be his thyroid and that there was some some dysfunction there Um, but yeah as as the blood test showed thyroid was all okay Um, and I think yeah the other thing to note is we definitely aren't um, advocating intermittent fasting forever this was just a way to try and move some numbers and get his weight loss kind of kick-started and it's something we definitely won't be doing with him for a long-term kind of management strategy it's something we will look to try and progress him off sorry progress him off and move back to more of like a restricted calorie intake or building towards a normal calorie intake when we get to that weight loss level we want him to be at and he would like to be at yeah any closing words, Cam? No, I think, yeah, just keep re- retesting. Like, that's a, that was the biggest thing with him. It could have, we could have easily, I suppose, lost this client if we weren't so consistent with trying to work out actually what was going on um, because it was quite frustrating for him and, and the practitioners as, as well, being not yeah. getting the results. So I think just staying on top of testing every avenue for metabolic health and that was showing to be, yeah, by far the best thing for this client is really on board with his treatment at the moment and really taking on everything the dietitian and the exercise physiologists um, say so yeah yeah I think that's a really good point Cam it's one of those motivation factors that if the weight loss plateaus or can doesn't continue to um, come off it can be really demotivating for clients they put a lot of time and a lot of money into this and they come to you as the professional so as a professional, it can be very frustrating, but if at least you know if you've kind of tried to tick all those different avenues and gone as far as you can to investigate why it's not changing, then you can be pretty happy with your own efforts and sometimes there's just other things that are out of your control. Yeah. 
All right, so that's, um, I think we've covered everything today. Yeah. Um, it's a very interesting client, and we'll hopefully have an update and he starts moving forward really, really quickly. Yeah, um, we'll definitely do another one if we find there's been some success and changes with this client. Um, if anyone's got questions, we in no means feel like we're experts in this, but if anyone has questions, feel free to reach out. Um, we're happy to help. Um, as much as we can but yeah just to give everyone a bit of a different perspective on a, a weight loss client as sometimes it isn't as quite straightforward as you may think exactly thanks for listening thank you thanks for listening to the body track academy podcast if you enjoyed this episode and found something useful you know what to do hit the subscribe button leave us a review and tell your friends to check it out if you're not already in the Body Track Academy on Facebook, look us up. Join our community of exercise physiologists and access more great content.